Hi. Well, welcome to the Happy Single with your host, Christy. Hi, welcome back to the Happy Singer Podcast with your host, Christy. I'm happy you're here. I have a really nice episode for you today. And the reason I know about Music for Change is because of my student, Piper. I teach her voice. She's actually my first student that I ever had in New York City. And um, yeah, we've gotten really close throughout the years. And she told me about this project that her and a couple of her friends were doing, and she's in high school. She's 17, you know, she's still um, pretty young, and her friends are doing this incredible thing, and I said to them that I had to have them on the podcast because I think what they're doing is so beautiful. So I'm going to tell you exactly what they are. So this is coming off of their website. So if you go to music-forchange.org, you will find this, and I'm just reading off of their website. Music for Change. We are an official youth not-for-profit corporation run by high school students spanning many countries. During this time of difficulty, our community needs to support one another and stay strong. Music is a universal language that can bring us together and illustrate change in our world. Show our support by sharing with us a video of you playing an instrument, singing, dancing, spoken word piece, acting, etc. that involves around current events and how you can bring change optimism awareness and hope let us create change in our world through music and when you get to their website you can actually submit a video of you singing isn't that awesome so they give you all the directions for what to do and i think that this is something that's so important right now i feel like a lot of my singers they come to me and they're looking for joy they're trying to find some way to keep doing music during this crazy time right now and i just I think this might be one way to find it because you have to have some thoughts, some opinions on what's going on in the world. Um, And there's actually this little spot if you go down, after you go to the submit your video, you can see that they put a small list of some current events that your video could be based upon. Um, And this is some of the ones that they put here and I think this is great. COVID-19, Black Lives Matter movement, climate change and global warming, feminism and women empowerment, underrepresented minorities, SpaceX, quarantine self-isolation, police brutality, racism, racial inequality, Asian representation in media and Hollywood, LGBTQ acceptance, mental health and emotional well-being, human and sex trafficking, Yemen food crisis, ICE, and then we have many others here. So I just want you guys to take a look at this website. And if you feel like posting your video to them, I'm sure that they would love it. Um, And I'm excited for you to listen to their interview because they've got all this information. Um, I don't know. I'm so impressed with these young people actually doing something, making change happen and doing it through the arts. And especially during the year 2020, I don't know. I'm just really proud and I'm really proud of Piper. So happy I know her and that she's my student. Um, But anyway, enjoy this interview and I hope everyone is doing well. Tell me about yourselves. Piper, you can go first. Tell me um, <laughs> who you are and what you do and uh, what's your part in Music for Change. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, well, my name is Piper Wallace. Um, I'm 17 years old and I'm born and raised in New York City. I go to the Horace Mann School in the Bronx. I'm currently a junior. 
And I guess just a little bit about how I got involved in Music for Change is that uh, Devika and Rosanna, they both reached out to me when Music for Change was fairly new and asked if I would be interested in submitting a video of me performing a song and then explaining like how my performance related to certain current events. And at that time, it was right around George Floyd's murder and all the Black Lives Matter protests and looting in New York City. So I felt particularly inspired to share something. Um, And from that point on, I think they were still kind of finding their footings with Music for Change. And they asked me if I would be interested in joining their team. And of course, I said yes. Um, And after a bit of time, just kind of pitching my original ideas that I had in regards to marketing, because that was the area I was most interested in, I ended up becoming the head of marketing. And from then on, we've had a lot of more coordinators join the team from all around the world. And those of which who were assigned to the marketing team, I kind of, with the guidance of Rosanna and Devika, I assign them their jobs each week in terms of the marketing things we have to be doing. So, yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. That's really great. And Devika, go ahead and tell us who you are and what you do for Music for Change. Um, I'm Devika Galot. I just moved to New York from London. And I co-founded Music for Change with Rosanna in the, like, kind of beginning of quarantine. So we, I, I love singing and so does Rosanna. So we wanted to do something, like anything we could to help out during these tough times. So we put our love for music together and co-founded Music for Change. And we've done some good things like giving lessons to um, students in Africa that's incredible. Now, these are voice lessons or music lessons in general? Tell me about that. They're voice lessons for the most part, but some of our officers are like dancers, so they give dance lessons. Wow. That's really cool. That's awesome. I love that. And how long has Music for Change been going on? Since the beginning of June. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. So it's just a baby, but it's it's already doing great stuff. That's awesome. And Rosanna, tell us about yourself. Hi, my name's Rosanna Gao, and I'm from Long Island, New York. I was born on Long Island, and I am 16. I'm a junior at Great Neck South High School, and I'm really passionate about musical theater. So um, as an Asian American doing musical theater all my life, I felt some sort of um, like a little bit of discrimination and representation amongst Asian Americans in like the musical theater and drama and music community. So during quarantine, I really wanted to help out and do well, do good in my community. So I decided to start Music for Change with Devika. And I knew that Devika loved, um, loved singing stuff related to music. And she's really good at like marketing and business stuff. So I was like, I have to ask Devika to start this together. And ever since we've done a lot of stuff with um, our community, we've partnered with like a bunch of organizations. If you visit our website, it's music-for-change.org. Um, if you're interested in just becoming a volunteer or seeing like what we do and that's about it wow you guys are incredible and you're just in high school and you're doing something that you know adults do so this is some I'm really impressed with this um 
tell me about some of the big wins that you've had thus far um, with the organization. What's a couple things that have really uh, made some change or you've noticed from some people that have posted their videos? Tell me some stuff from either any of you that want to mention anything. Um, I guess I could start. I don't know if these are necessarily the biggest things, but I feel as though they're the things that I personally have been involved with that have hopefully made a change for the people on the receiving end, but have also been really impactful from my point of view. Yeah. Um, and the first thing was that we reached out. I'm not sure how the initial partnership began, but there is an orphanage in South Africa called St. Cecilia's Orphanage. And each week we've had different people volunteer to teach various music lessons. Um, and I had my first one recently and it was absolutely incredible. All of the children there were so ready and willing to learn and seeing how the smallest things or at least things that I would view as small that I take for granted such as singing and piano can make them so happy. Yeah. It sounds so cheesy, but yeah, <laughs> truly like yeah. it was just so incredible to see that. Um and another thing was this past week there is a center called Daniel's Music in New York and they do different music and movement and just sort of like lessons or fun activities and they provide them for kids with disabilities and uh, there was an open mic obviously on Zoom given the current circumstance but right. I was able to perform a song for them and they all perform songs as well and it was just, it was really incredible seeing how they didn't allow their certain re-abilities to kind of inhibit their love for music or performing of any kind. So yeah, those are my two highlights, I would say. Um, we also did online, like virtual concerts for elderly care homes. Since we got so many video submissions, so we made them into mini concerts and we showed it to um care homes and I think that was great and they really enjoyed it so that was one of the highlights for me and we also raised money through crowdfunding and I think we ended up raising $7,600 so since our team is so big we have officers around the world so I did some of the crowdfunding and one of the officers in India did some of it and we raised a lot of money which we donated to essential workers, which I think was really helpful. Wow, that's really good. That's wonderful. So it really is music for change. Like the name is suiting. That's awesome. Really, really good. And Rosanna, do you have any? Yeah, so for me, I had to work a lot on the non-for-profit corporation stuff, which is like legal things. And I know it's a little yeah. bit like crazy, but it was difficult trying to read all the legal stuff, understanding what a 501c3 is, um, like non-for-profit. Yeah, it was a lot of reading. I had to get this <laughs> book and everything. So I'm really- Oh, good for you though. Yeah, I'm really happy that now we're like actually incorporated under the law and we're working on our 501c3 now which hopefully we can get by the end of the year um so then a 501c3 is basically the proceeds we get um we don't have to give like tax to the government so we can donate the full amount we got which is really good um to help charities and to actually spread change um and fundraise for certain things 
Other things that I'm really proud of um, is performing at Black Lives Matter protests. I know where I live, there are a lot of, um, there's not a lot of discrimination, but it's very diverse and everyone has yeah. different opinions towards like political stuff and just stuff that's going on. So I was just really happy that I got to perform there to, um, at multiple Black Lives Matter protests and there are like 1000 people there. So I was really happy about that. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Furthermore, um, I spoke at Interlock and Center for the Arts. They're one of the biggest arts programs in the US. And I um spoke to Ashley Park and um Santino Fontana, which is like they're like huge um Tony Awards. Yeah. Yeah, multiple Tony <laughs> Awards. So it was just amazing talking to them and talking about citizen artistry, um, which is how we can use art to like benefit our community. And I also got to speak to the city council on budget cuts towards <laughs> arts programs. I'm, I really love, well, I'm an advocate for arts education. I know that over 90% of public education schools have no drama or music lessons because they cut arts programs. Yeah, that's like the first thing they cut. So for me, yep. yeah, it was really important talking to the city council and educating people towards that. Oh, wow. It's true. It's really sad. There's so many kids that aren't getting to be in a choir. They don't get to do musicals. It's It makes me so sad. I was one of the lucky kids that went to a public school um, way back when. I won't say my age, but, uh, but way back when, I was lucky enough that I got to have that education in my school. Um, but there's so many people that don't. They have to do it on their own or they just don't get it. And the benefits of music and somebody's life, regardless of whether you end up being a professional or not, the benefits of it for your health, for the way we handle ourselves with other people. It's just, there's so much good empathy, so much. So I think it's incredible. Um, so tell me about what listeners could possibly do to help your your organization because I know I have a lot of people that listen to the podcast that are novice singers or some of them are professionals or they just love music. How could they possibly help or uh, be a part of what you do? I would say that the biggest thing is just visiting our website, following our social medias. We can plug those at the end of this, I guess. Um, and just seeing yeah. what new opportunities. We do a lot of competitions to get people involved where at the moment, COVID obviously makes it a bit harder, but if they feel inspired to submit a video of them performing, we can put that video on our website or send it to people. Um, like I think Rosanna was saying, or Devika was saying with the elderly homes, how we compiled videos for that purpose. And if they really want to get involved in a more hands-on way, we're always happy to have new volunteers. Um, depending on what they're interested in, they can help with anything from marketing, PR, communications. Um, just there's so many different opportunities, social media, whatever it is they're interested in, like music and the love for music, I'm assuming is one thing that all of your listeners have in common for the most part. And all of these different opportunities that we've made available incorporate music in one way or another. So I would say just reaching out to myself or Rosanna or Devika on social media and connecting with us there if they feel inspired to learn more or volunteer or participate in whatever way it might mean, whether it be long-term or just a one-time thing, we're always happy to have new people. 
Well, okay. Well, perfect. Because I know so many singers right now, at least the people that I work with or that I've heard from, a lot of them just don't have a reason why to do it right now. A lot of them feel really down and it doesn't feel like there's a purpose, there's a reason, but there really is. And something like what you guys do is so special because you really are physically taking action with music. And I think that that would not only help other people, but it would help themselves to, to be a part of something like this. So Definitely. I just think it's about finding a reason for you. Like it doesn't have to have some immediate massive impact, but if performing is something that's make, that makes you happy, there's no reason that quarantine should interfere with that at all when you can perform in your bedroom, even if it's just for yourself. Um, Yeah, just as Piper said, she um, anyone can sign up to join the Music for Change team on our website, and anyone can submit a video of them singing, dancing, reciting a poem, anything related to music, and we'll post it on our YouTube channel, and it'll just help spread positivity. So we encourage everyone to do that, and we look forward to seeing you guys' videos. Yeah, and also, um, if you go to our website, it's music-for-change.org. You can sign up for our newsletter, which is monthly. And we have Music for Change Week coming up. So Music for Change Week is going to be the week of Thanksgiving. And we're going, like every single day, there's going to be a fun event. Either it could be like a competition or like a Music for Change music game night, um, or even something with Arts Hero. And I just want to mention Arts Hero. Um, They are basically trying to advocate for arts workers. Um, The Dawn Act is basically this act where if it gets passed, I think it's like something billion dollars um, is given to art workers. And I know that with COVID, um, all the Broadway um, venues and shows just all shut down. A lot of arts workers don't have jobs right now. And it's really hard. And the arts like arts in general, it brings a lot to our economy. And it's a great way to show your creative side and enter and it entertains so many people. So it's crazy how arts workers are not getting paid right now. So once the I know once the Dawn Act gets passed, they will give like billions of dollars to arts workers or just anyone in like arts education and stuff like that. So if you want to be involved in that, you can definitely um go to beanartshero.com and you could see all like signing petitions, calling your senators, which is really important. And if you want to just get involved with us, as Piper and Davika mentioned before, you can visit our websites by submitting a video. You can submit like a video of you singing, playing an instrument, or just even reading a poem. And also we have Music for Change Week coming up. So follow our social medias or just check on our websites and we'll have that soon. I love it. So, okay, now I have another question. So if you had, I don't know if you have like a big grand scheme of it, but what would be your biggest dream uh, if you got to get to that point? What would it be for Music for Change? What's the biggest goal you have? I think it depends if you're talking about short-term or long-term goal, but I think short-term goal is an easier question to tackle for this. (laughs) Um, One thing that we've been discussing a lot is potentially organizing a performance at Carnegie Hall, which hopefully I'm allowed to be saying this. (laughs) If not, I'll take it. Uh, (laughs) Whatever. Yeah. Um, The only thing is with COVID restrictions and all of that and the transmission rate for singing being much higher than that of talking or trying to figure out 
on timing. And right now, I believe it's scheduled for next year. It's a possibility. Um, just to be safe. Yeah, but that would be such an incredible opportunity for us. And we do plan that with the help from our sponsors and also just paying for the venue itself to kind of, because Carnegie Hall is performing there would be a massive deal obviously given that it's one of the most prestigious performing arts halls in the world yeah, or at least just a bit in New York yeah <laughs> no it's, it's, the world. it's the world yeah um so obviously that's something I'm super excited for hopefully we can make that happen um and with whatever money we have left over after paying back for performing from um ticket sales we do intend to donate all of that to whichever organization we see fit at the time of the performance. That's awesome. I really hope you guys get to do that. I, yeah, I it's the most uncertain time right now with COVID and, and, you know, I, I think the best way to check on it would be like just looking at what Broadway is doing. Like right now they say they're opening up in June. They don't know still, but it's like, if you just keep monitoring it, I'm sure you'll be able yeah. to push it back, but it will come back. Carnegie Hall is still going to be there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But that's a great goal. That's yeah. awesome. What other goals do you guys have? What are some other dreams for Music for Change? Um, in the short term, we're doing Music for Change Week. So one of our big goals right now is to make that a success. So we're doing online concerts and things like that with different organizations such as Sweet Relief and Voices Foundation UK in London. And we want to raise money for them. So one of our goals right now is to get a large audience for our online concerts for Music for Change Week and raise money for the organization. Yeah, also um, for Music for Change, I'm currently working on it with my friend. It's kind of like a little side project. But as I mentioned earlier, I do a lot of representation for Asian Americans in the arts. So on November 7th, November 21st, and December 5th, from 8 to 9 p.m., we're going to ask several um, Asian, like popular Asian Americans in the arts. Um, some of them are Rob Yang, um, Jason Day, Jane Louis, like a bunch of them, and possibly Aquafina. I'm talking to her manager right now, not 100% for. Yeah, possibly. Possibly a Andrew Yang as well. He's not an Asian American. Well, he is Asian American, but he's not an artist. But he um, he is a really big representative for us. So I'm currently working with them. Hopefully that happens. But it's kind of like a webinar series. It's going to be one hour. And I think it's going to be pre-recorded. But we're just going to talk about how we feel as Asian Americans in the arts and how we need more diversity in the arts. So hopefully that is That's a wonderful. success. And you're so, so right. There's just not enough diversity. And I know we've tried for years and years, but when you look at it, I keep uh, looking at this, what is a sad thing, what happened with the world right now. But at the same time, the theater world has been shut down in a way. And I'm hoping that when it comes back, it's just going to be different. It, it's not just going to be diverse for just you know, color of skin, but for gender, for age, for size, you know, just for everything. I'm really hoping that there'll be something huge that comes, really hope. But it's so great that you're you're trying to do that for your community. It's wonderful. So 
one of the other questions I had, and this is kind of like, this is a hard topic, but I feel like we need to hear it from people that are your age and hear your thoughts and what we can do um, with everything that's going on with the Black Lives Matter movement and with all the social injustices that are going on. What can we do? What would you suggest to a singer that's at home that they could do with their music, with their choice of music possibly, with their actions? Um, How can they make a change in their daily life? Um, Well, I think the biggest thing is just first off acknowledging that race and politics should be independent of one another and that speaking about racial inequities in our nation should not be something that's so taboo when human rights, in theory, should be something that's accessible to everyone, regardless of race. And I think just striving towards making sure that's not just something that's theoretical, but something that rings true in practice is so important. Um, And in regards to how you can get involved by means of music, I think something that I was under the impression of, or something that really inspired me about wanting to get involved with Music for Change is the matter of the fact that Music in itself, regardless of language barriers or anything like that, truly is a universal language. Just in that you can, even if you don't understand exactly what someone's saying, I think the emotion and the feeling and the thought behind watching other people perform is perceived. You know, like a lot of people will go to operas not knowing the language that they're singing, but still go just for the performance itself and just to be able to appreciate that form of art and growing up that's something that really I didn't ever understood why anyone would go see people perform if they didn't know the (laughs) language they were performing in but um, I feel like now I've kind of come to realize that's not what it's about it's about bringing people together for something that is a shared passion and just singing about things that you wholeheartedly believe in because regardless of what it is you're saying if you have enough passion behind what you're doing and truly feel motivated, it doesn't matter at the end of the day if people can genuinely, I mean, ideally they would understand what you're saying, but there should be no limits to what music can accomplish because no matter who you are, where you're from, what you know, everyone can appreciate a really good song or a great performance. Yeah, just as she said, and I think speaking up is the best way to get the word out about issues whether it be racial issues or any other ones and also music for change gives people such a good platform to express themselves through music so just like let out their emotions so yeah I think it's important to be um, nonpartisan and open-minded willing to understand both point of views and accepting other people I know a lot of people um they kind of are they're very like close-minded towards different subjects and they're just not willing to talk about certain things I think it's important to have conversations with your friends and family um and educate people on what's going on with like what's happening with social issues or just political issues in general um I feel like a lot of people are like close-minded as I mentioned before they're not willing to look at resources or like look at different news sites not just like one certain news site um so I think it's important yeah to just like accept others and also if you don't agree on something you don't have to hate a person or hate someone based on like one thing you guys don't agree with I think it's important to 
see their point of views and understand it, but at the same time, know what you want and know what you like. Um, And also I think Music for Change, as Devika mentioned before, it's such a good way to show your emotions through music. You can submit a video on our website. And I know that people talked about a bunch of current events. There was climate change, um, feminism, a bunch of like mental health, all of that kind of stuff. And you can definitely express it through music. Just adding on to that, too, I feel like understanding that people's backgrounds do ultimately have a big impact on their political outlook, but also being very understanding and accepting of the fact that people can change their opinions. If your opinions don't change, that just means you're not educating yourself. And I think accepting people for their differences, but also sharing the way you feel in the name of them potentially changing their out changing the way they view things or feeling inspired to do research on their own I think is really important as well Mm -hmm. and just even challenging yourself saying that just kind of being more open-minded and tolerant and not only educating people but allowing other people to educate you because when it comes to politics and personal beliefs, there's no one right answer. And I think things are always so subject to change. Yeah. Wow, you guys are so smart. <laughs> You're just like Thank so smart. You. You're saying so many, so many good things. It's just making me so happy. Oh. Um, yeah. So, okay, sort of off topic, but not. Where? What do you guys want to do with your life? You're about to like graduate kind of sort of here. What, what are your life goals? What do you want to go to college for? Um, it's definitely a very loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> sorry and not sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. Um, I think it's really hard to say right now, but the way that I'm kind of seeing things is that music will always be a passion of mine, no matter what career path I end up taking. And regardless of whether it's my main source of income, which is unfortunately, not incredibly probable just because so many people are equally as passionate. Um, I will never let that deter me from my love for music in itself. And one thing that I am incredibly interested in and have really kind of dove into over the summer was certain social justice and political science issues. And so at the moment, that's something that I really do want to learn more about hopefully in college or just through real life experiences and I think that any sort of knowledge I acquire in that respect can be applicable to all sorts of things and I do hope that someday I can incorporate what I learn about social justice even more so into the music industry as kind of what we're doing right now with being arts hero and trying to pass the dawn act and things like that. For me, I'm not really sure what I want to do yet, but I'm leaning towards business and entrepreneurship. So, yeah, but music is always going to be a passion of mine. And, yeah. That's great. And you can always incorporate it like you're doing right now, you know? So it's such a possibility, especially with the music side of music. Like, there are so many avenues. It's unbelievable. There's a book... um, I'll send you guys a link afterwards. There's a book that just talks about the business of music and all the jobs that are involved. And 
it's kind of incredible. So yeah, you could totally mesh all of that. That's awesome. What about you, Rosanna? Um, so for me, I want to do something related to musical theater um, in the future and for college. And I've been doing um, some research in music. And I've been also, I really like history and learning about like theater history in general. I took this course on um, Black artists in the arts. And I learned from like the Harlem period till now, um, how different revolutions, how different ideologies, um, how like stuff in the world results from music and how everything is intertwined and interconnected. I also like I also like marketing and business and that kind of stuff, but I want to do something related to music and I mean musical theater. That's great. And Rosanna, you'll have to chat me up afterwards. I went to school for musical theater and then I was a musical theater performer for a while. So if you ever want to like ask me questions about all that stuff, we can talk out the wazoo about all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, yeah, you just let me know if you need help. I have a lot of friends mm-hmm. that they did they did the musical theater degree and the constant conversation that everybody always had was, I'll never make it, I'll never make it. And yeah. it's like, that's really not what it is. The job of a musical theater performer is to audition. And when you perform, yes, yes it's amazing, but um, – yeah, it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of a thing of like you never really make it. It's all about what you yeah. make of it. But I know a lot of people that perform when they can and when they're not, they're doing something that's towards the business side of things or they're doing something involved in it, but they're always involved always. So yeah. so I think that's totally plausible. I think that whatever you three do, I think it's going to be incredible because you guys all sound like these wonderful people with good hearts, good minds. It's really, really great. Thank you. Um, yeah, for <laughs> real. For real. So, okay. So tell our listeners where we can find you one more time. Talk about anything else that you want anybody out there to do to help you all because what you're doing is so, so important. So tell us how we can help you and anything else where we can find you, what what have you. Tell me all. You can find us on our website, music-forward-change.org, and you can submit your video there and you can volunteer to be on our team there. You can also follow us on our social medias. Our Instagram is music underscore forward change. And you can DM us on that and we're going to re- reply. And yeah, you can get in touch through Instagram as well. Yeah, my personal is um, at rosanna.gao. And also, I know that some people don't have Instagram. We also have a Facebook. It's just Music for Change. We have a YouTube. It's Music for Change. Go subscribe. Right. And... Yeah, that's also if you go to our website, I think all of our social medias are on there. So if you ever wanted, if you ever forget like what we mentioned, like what our social media is, um, just search up music dash for dash change dot org. Yay. Also, if you want to connect with us on any of our personal social medias, just in the interest of maybe getting a quicker reply, I'm not sure. Um, my Instagram is probably the easiest way to reach me is just Piper Wallace. And one last thing. Please, please, after you finish listening to this episode, go to Be an Arts Hero. I think you can just put it into the Google search and check out the different petitions you can sign there for passing the Dawn Act and any other ways you might want to get involved. That would be super helpful. 
So do you all partner with anybody in particular? Yes. So we partner with Daniel's Music Foundation. Um, they are basically using music ther- therapy to help students with disabilities. And um, that's one of our partners. You can you can join our team and you can volunteer there. Also, we partnered with Be An Arts Hero. I know Piper and Davika mentioned that before. Um, it's to help pass the John Act and to give arts workers funding. Um, next, we have Save the Music Foundation. They want they do music lessons to students um, in the U.S. and they're one of our partners. And then also Save the Music Foundation. I know that I talked about Music for Change Week. We are doing an online Thanksgiving concert with them so it's going to be on our um on our website so if you're interested in that you can definitely watch the concert via our website and also um voices foundation they're in the united kingdom and we're fundraising that um fundraising for them and they do music lessons in london oh and also saint cecilia's they are an orphanage in Zambia and we do music lessons for them each week so if you're interested in volunteering in any of these like with any of these partners you could definitely join our team and that's on our website that's awesome and how do you become a partner for music for change you can just contact us we have a contact form on our website or you can honestly just email us our email is music for change 2020 at gmail.com. Awesome. Does that have the dashes? Um, no. Our Gmail does not have the dashes, but our website does. Okay. Awesome. Ladies, you're awesome. What you're doing at your age, I think, is just so impressive, and it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. So congrats to you on all you've done so far, and um, I'm rooting for you. <laughs> <laughs> 